Welcome back, boys and girls. It is week two of the college football season. Week two of the Carla and Crappy show. Week 30-something of baby of, of baby fox getting ready. Um, <laughs> somewhere somewhere in there. I, you, you're going to have to tell me exactly what week that is. Yeah, I'm, 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 at, th- I'm at 37. Yeah. I can't, I can't actually keep track of the weeks of the show, you know, for, for <laughs> 15 months or weeks or whatever it is. So that's this is a whole level of math that I'm not familiar with. Carla, how are you? <laughs> We're hanging in. That seems to be my that's gonna be my standard answer as long as I'm still doing this show. <laughs> like we're almost there. It's, it's great. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Baby's doing somersaults. It's great. <laughs> so, um, that that's good to hear. Uh, we're uh, every every week you're still with us is a bonus. Um, this is week two. Uh, is the the perfect time of the football season to make gross overstatements uh, based on very 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 small sample sizes. Um, and we all we all love doing that. And we're gonna uh, we all, we typically have an overreaction Monday show at least once a season. Uh, we have to call this one overreaction Wednesday because I had to to veer off into uh, Grateful Dead concerts. I'm wearing one of my concert shirts um, <laughs> for those who are, are watching. Um, no more Grateful Dead concerts during during the season. Um, so there was actual football um, and actual overreactions that that can be made all over the place. And Carla, we're going to start with you. Um, what what stuck out with you last se- uh, last week, the first full week of the season, um, and and what what crazy overreactions um, can you come up with? Um, okay. Like I said, I, we were talking during, during show prep here. I was like, I've got yes. a whole page of notes. We can go a lot of different know, directions this, here. Yes, so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot. So let's, let's start with the big, with the big game of the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. The game that everybody was hyping comes in Georgia. Let's go there mm-hmm. first. Um, a, a really easy overreaction is, um, Clemson's not going to make the playoff. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I'll be honest as we were, as I was watching that game, um, on Saturday night, um, I, I, I have concerns mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. about the, the Clemson offense it's, and it's not DJ. And I, and I, I think there was a lot of kind of pushback on like, you know, it's DJ settling into a new system. He's not as good as Trevor Lawrence. Well, we both know that's not true. We saw right. him play last year. Yes. Um, and, and we said last week on the show that we thought that DJ could be better, um, than, than Trevor was, um, where my concern is, is just how out of sync that offense looked. Yeah across the board. Um, the offensive line did not play well at all. Um, there was no run game to speak of. Um, you watch and, and that, you watch that and you think, man, they, they miss, they miss ATN. Yeah, they do. You, you, and you get it. You get a really good sense of how important he's been to the Clemson offense the last few years. Yeah. And, and that kind of flew under the radar, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Was. Absolutely. Uh, it, I, it did for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so not having a run game it really hurt him, but like, even more so than that, the number of times in that game that receivers were running the same route mm-hmm. and in the same section, like even Herb Street mentioned that a couple of times, mm-hmm. like there are two, there are two um, receivers standing in the same section. Like one of them ran the wrong route yep. and I've never seen a Clemson offense that out of sync. And yes, the Georgia defense is good. And we mm-hmm. knew the Georgia defense was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but how much of that was the Georgia defense and how much of that was just Clemson not being ready. Right. And, and, we're going to find out as the season wears on, but man, that was that, that, you know, after watching that game, I'm like, I don't know. And then after watching um, Virginia tech at mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. put together a spectacular game, um, knocking off North Carolina in, in, yep. in the opener, it suddenly I'm like, well, maybe, 
maybe Clemson's got some competition in the ACC this year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're not invincible. I don't know. It'll play itself out, but man, that was not a good first week impression. Um, Georgia offensively, everyone was kind of knocking on like they're, they're really out of sync on offense. I, I, they didn't look great on offense, but again, Clemson's defense is pretty good. How much mm-hmm. of that was Clemson's defense? How much of that mm-hmm. was, was Georgia's offense? Um, but we were texting during that game and I yep. said, is, is Georgia's defense good enough to win them the East? It might be. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you're going to need a, an offense that can put up 35 points a game. Um, in the SEC East this year, mm-hmm. um, I, I, against Florida, maybe. Um, but the, you, but yeah, that'd but, be about it. But yeah, other than that, no. I mean, if that defense just steamrolls everybody, mm-hmm. they could still win the East, even if their offense isn't great. Now, what, will they beat Bama? I, you know, probably not if they don't have an <laughs> offense at that point. But you know, could could they get st- could they still in a playoff spot? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they could. Okay. So a lot to come out of that game. So that was kind of my initial thoughts from overreaction, um, on that game. Okay. I, I, uh, the, uh, you, you said anything about Clemson that I, I was, that I wanted to say the offensive line looked awful. Um, yeah. and, and I think DJ got sacked seven times, uh, plus a couple more pressures. I mean, any quarterback is it, that that's going to, um, that's going to affect timing. That's, uh, certainly going to affect, uh, statistically. Um, I, I imagine it had, it had an impact on, on Clemson. I think only had like three total rushing yards on that game. Um, I, so you don't have a feature back. Um, I'm not sure that you have any back that, that would, that would play close to the level that they need. Uh, the offensive line needs a lot of work there. Um, maybe Clemson is um, uh, Florida state. Uh, the, the athletic talent was, was clear uh, against Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they really, really pushed the Irish at home. Um, you, you mentioned Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, you can, I don't think you can discount North Carolina completely at this no. point. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe they have a tougher road in the ACC than than we thought. Um, as far as Georgia goes, I, I, I. <laughs> It, it's, I, I'm not sure I wanted to, to go as far as to compare Kirby Smart to Jim Harbaugh, but why can't Kirby land an elite quarterback at that program? He's, he's, got, he's been able to, to recruit everything else. Um, and, and, you know, the, the defense was lights out uh, mm-hmm. in that game. They held Clemson 180 yards. Um, I just don't see, and this is, this is the third year in a row, um, Clemson starts with a quarterback that I'm just like, eh. you know, and, and game managers are fine. And I, I, you know, maybe JT Daniels is better than a game manager, but why, why can't you get, get a top flight quarterback? I, I, I mean, I think that's, we, we see this a lot. We see with Oklahoma's offense, um, uh, you know, Ohio state certainly has, has had uh, success recruiting quarterbacks. Ohio state has had success recruiting quarterbacks from Georgia. Right. Why Kirby? Why why couldn't you keep Justin Fields? Why didn't Justin Fields want to stay in that program? Um, I, I as it looks now, uh, Georgia will win a bunch of SEC games, but you know, like like thirteen to six, right. um, the the SEC that we used to joke about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I mean, just as it stands right now, I don't see Georgia competing with Alabama when it when it gets to that game. I, I think Georgia will win the East, um, but. Uh, they could they could get crushed 
by Alabama yeah. if they catch Alabama on a, on a on a good day. Um. Well, so did, did you see anything anything else that uh, we need to jump on from last week? Um. Well, you mentioned uh, first of all with Alabama we, when we were um that game went exactly as we expected, right? The, yes. The Alabama yes. beating up on Miami, but the, the the same conversation that we had with with the idea of after watching all of the football last weekend, it kind of feels like Alabama versus the field again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hate that. Um, I hate that for the, <laughs> I mean, I hate it for the game, right? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was really hoping to see something better out of either Clemson or Georgia or, you know, even a little bit stronger out of Ohio state. Although I think they started well, we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it, Alabama's just so far ahead yeah. of everybody else. And that was really, really apparent. Um, and then another team that you mentioned, um, Florida State. I was not really looking forward to watching that game. Okay. Um, the Florida State Notre Dame just didn't really have any appeal to mm-hmm. me. But I was home, and so I turned the game on. And the moment that Mackenzie Milton went into the game, I was in. Mm-hmm. What a story! What uh, yeah. a story! Yeah, yeah, what yeah. a story for that kid um, to 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 come back from that catastrophic injury and then to play the way that he played and mm-hmm. to be and to stay in the game. Um, credit Mike Norvell for, for understanding the, the moment, yes. um, and, 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 and credit to the entire Florida state offensive unit for, um, standing behind this quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, that, 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 that's a, that's a huge shift in a game like that to, yes. to, you know, go out, go out for what looked like was just going to be one play because of a helmet popping off and then, you know, staying out there and, you know, engineering two drives to uh-huh. tie the game, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think the best part of that whole thing was was the number of cutaways to to Milton's family in the stands um, with with his mom just like not being able to watch and, and yes. Pete, Pete Tamel actually had a really good um, react story on on Yahoo um, that that Milton's entire medical staff from um, the Mayo Clinic was at that game mm-hmm. um, and just their reactions <laughs> right. to watching watching him play and I, what a story. I, I mean, suddenly, like, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Florida state fan. I have no reason to, you know, Penn state fandom back in the, back in the old days of not liking Bobby Bowden in the, in the good rivalry days and the whole bit, it's like, I can't bring myself to root for, for Florida state, but man, I can root for that kid. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, that, that game ended up being spectacular at the mm-hmm. end because I just got kind of wrapped up in that story. So, um, so thank you college football for giving us our first feel good story of the yes. year. Yes. Yes. Um, I tell you what, there, there were a, a couple other teams that I was, um, uh, that I wanted to bring up, um, and one, because, you know, we're, we, we look at them as a, as a playoff contender. Uh, the other is, a, is me trying to figure out what's going to happen in the big 10 East. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Oklahoma. Remember last week when I said that Oklahoma's defense is, is, uh, is so much better than it was a few years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was wrong. I get no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an idiot. I take it all back. Uh, the, the Sooners gave up 400 yards to Tulane, um, at, which which could have won the game. Uh, the, yeah. the, the, wave could, the green wave could have won the game uh, at the end. I, I, I'm not sure that that's going to have an effect on Oklahoma getting through the Big 12. Um, because that's just sort of that's sort of business as usual, right? You know, you, you play until... Uh, the you know the last team that has the ball at the end is the one that wins. Um, I do wonder about style points. I think that's hurt the Big Twelve in the past um, mm-hmm. in terms of getting getting the team into the playoff. That could hurt again if they're if they're gonna um, if they're gonna give up four hundred yards and and rack up four hundred fifty and and eke out games. 
um, against the competition in that conference, uh, you know, like Iowa State aside, um, that's going to bite them. So it, there's a uh, there's a clear spot where the Sooners need help. It is there, uh, and we'll we'll see if they're able to uh, to kind of shore some of that stuff up as the season goes on. I uh, what did you what did you think of Penn State? This weekend, you, you know, I it's funny because I, I actually missed that game live. I had something going okay. on, and so I watched the replay. I watched the replay of it on uh, on Monday on Labor mm-hmm. Day. Um, I uh, opportunistic defense, mm-hmm. right? And and that's mm-hmm. what won them that game. And that's something we haven't seen on a Penn State for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very pleased to to mm-hmm. see that. Um, better li- play out of the linebackers than I was expecting. Better mm-hmm. pass rush than I was expecting. So overall, the defensive unit that had a lot of questions. Um, looked much stronger than I was, than I was expecting them to not Um, not necessarily answered questions, but, but they did, they looked a lot better. Yeah. Much improved over last year, which was the big, which was kind of the big question was, you know, was last year a mulligan. And I think I'm leaning more towards the, yes, it was Mm -hmm. at this Mm -hmm. point after watching that game, Sean Clifford looked good. He did miss a couple of wide open throws um, that I know that he wishes he had back, but it's Mm -hmm. first game of the season. Right. And you know, um, so overall, um, I, I, for some reason, people were kind of lambasting the, the Penn State offense a little bit and said, I, I don't know, I, I, they did what they needed to do to win the game. And I, and I saw places for improvement, right? Mm-hmm. The, the overthrown passes, the, the missed coverages, those kinds of things. Um, I, I'm feeling pretty good about, okay. about where they ended up, um, particularly on the, on the defensive side of the ball. It was a nice win. Um, you know, which they wouldn't have gotten without a couple of um, Wisconsin miscues, but mm-hmm. Penn, the Penn State defense kind of forced some of those miscues. Yeah, no, that, so. and that's that that counts for something too. That my my the, the 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 thing that I came away from that game one uh, game is a is it's a broader point, but um and and you said you know they they, they uh, figured out did what they needed to do to win, and, and I think that's a difference. Um, yeah. You know, they, they won four straight at the end of last year after an awful start, after the, the worst start in the program's history. Um, this year's team, last year's team lost those games. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's team knows how to win them. Um, and that, uh, again, very, very small sample size. We're, we're, we're talking about reactions here. But right. but. Um, to, to be able to have the mindset to, to, you know, not fold up when, when, when the game is that tight in the fourth quarter, um, the, the, you know, the, the DBs on the goal line in the fourth quarter, uh, uh, played lights out. Um, and this, this team knows how to do that now. And that, that officially, uh, makes them that plus whatever the hell happened in Indiana, um, (laughs) makes Penn state, the, uh, the, uh, big East. Uh, Big Ten East team that I officially need to be most worried about. And it's kind of nice that we're sort of back in that in that position. I think we'll see how that we'll see how that goes in the future. Yeah. Um, there's there's one non-football thing we need to touch on um, before we continue with the football things. Uh, the Big 12 decided not to wait to get picked apart by um, conferences that did not pledge that they were not expanding. Um, and they are apparently adding Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF. Um, I think those offers are going to go out this week or next week, It's but uh, sometime uh, officially soon. Yeah. Um, what's your initial reaction to that? Um, my initial reaction was, why UCF and not Memphis? Um, 
Ge- geographically, Memphis makes more sense, and mm-hmm. they they give you a little bit more on the basketball side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, they're kind of taking the best that's left. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you had to pick four teams to put in, you know, I, I, and I put Memphis kind of on that fringe there too. Yeah. Um, you know, you um, Houston and Cincinnati and BYU are probably your three best options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they all said yes. So, the, you know, going back to the conversation from last week, does that make them a power five still? I don't know. Um, that was my next, that's my next question. Yeah. This- like, I, I don't know if it, it increases the caliber of the league. We'll see. Um, we'll see how BYU plays. You know, BYU's got a huge game this week. Um, they're playing Utah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting, you know, to see how these teams play this year in their respective conferences, whether or not, you know, they get somewhat, legitimate bowl chances, you know, how's that going to increase the caliber of the league? Um, I do think it's really funny that Dana Holgerson's going to end up back in the big 12. Um, that's kind of a fun side story here. <laughs> he, he left West Virginia to go to go to Houston to get out of the big 12. And Sorry, now suddenly Dana. he's back in there. Um, but anyhow, I, I the, the big 12 did the best that they could without poaching one of the other mm-hmm. power five conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, which so, I, don't, and, I don't think they were in a position to do. No, I don't think so either. And so it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I, 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 I think I like UCF. I mean, this, this stuff is driven by football, uh, period. Um, and, and UCF, uh, you know, not so much last year, this year, but they, they have been there. And they are an established name uh, from the group of five. I think most people would, would, uh, recognize and accept as a as one of the top tier uh group of five football programs um i i wonder i wonder about tv market as well uh, it, you know in in houston certainly a large market cincinnati mid-size byu i don't know if they have do they have electricity in utah i'm not even sure um and then and, and then central florida i mean you know we're talking about orlando um I don't know how much that stuff plays into it. You know, what, what media markets count for. Um, I'm not sure those four equal the two that are departing. Uh, I yeah. would actually, uh, no, I'm, I will, I will, I will, I will come out and say that no, those, those four do not equal the two that are departing. Um, I, I, hey, ha. I mean, we're, we're in the midst of this big uh, existential re-examination of what college football looks like. Um, and, and maybe this is the thing that prompts, um, you know, a, a, a discussion about what the power conferences are, um, and, 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 and which ones, who is not, mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm not, I, I don't feel like this is, I, I, I feel like this is, you know, the, the AAC with a different footprint and some different names. Um, I, there are, I don't know if you could say you and I, uh, texted a little bit about, um, this is the PAC 12, actually a power five conference. Um, not after the way the PAC 12 North played last weekend. <laughs> no, hey, maybe uh, that's, there's a trade we can make. We just, we, uh, we, we absorb the PAC 12 South <laughs> yeah. into other conferences. And then, um, the big 12 can take PAC 12 North and, do something i'm not sure what it is but i i am i'm i'm still skeptical i I recognize that the big 12 did what it needed to survive uh and and if this if they pull this off then yeah they have they have survived 
Um, I'm not sure that it leaves them in the same place uh, that they were uh, with, uh, with Texas and Oklahoma as members. Uh, the other question, now that we're tinkering with G5 conferences, uh, will AJ not have as much to talk about for this week? Uh, the answer is no, AJ's just fine. Here it goes. Hello, it's time. We're going to talk about some truly amazing football happening this week. It is your buddy, AJ, telling you all about all of the games that you're probably not paying attention to. We're starting Friday night, Kansas at Coastal Carolina. That's right, the ranked Chanticleers. Um, two years ago, Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, and we all looked at Kansas and went, ha-ha, you lost to Coastal. And then last year, Coastal went to Kansas and whomped Kansas, and we all went, oh, oh no, Kansas, you got whooped by Coastal. And now they have Kansas gets to go to Conway, South Carolina, and we're all going, oh, Kansas, you going to die. Because um, Coastal's very good, and Kansas is Kansas. And they almost lost to South Dakota. They should have lost to South Dakota, and somehow didn't. Uh, by the way, this is a reminder. I told you about a bunch of upsets, and then they happened. Shh, just pay attention over here. Thanks. So, Friday night, Kansas at Coastal Carolina. Kansas, you're going to die. Um, I'm going to move along to 8 p.m. on Friday. Uh, NC, uh, North Carolina A&T uh, at Duke. Duke, yikes. Big yikes for Duke uh, in week one. North Carolina A&T is a pretty good football team, uh, and it'll be the first time that anybody with any sort of actual rhythm has been on Duke's campus. Next, uh, UTEP at Boise State at 9.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1 on Friday night. UTEP is good? Like, kind of? Like, a little bit? Not, not bad. They're not great. They're, they're okay. And Boise, you almost had it. You, you, almost, you almost had it. But you didn't. You almost did. And uh, this could be fun, honestly. Who's to say? Is Boise going to, you know, improve deeply from week one to week two? Or are we still trying to figure out who we're going to be when we grow up? Who's to say? Anyways, uh, hey, it's 9-11. So college football is here for you on 9-11. And we brought out our best. We truly did. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, noon. Kennesaw State at Georgia Tech. Bees. Bees, what happened? You. Whoo. Whoa taken an L to an FCS team and now this all right I need to break down how how much this one might particularly hurt because if we go back a season or two where Jeff Collins is now in his third year as head coach at Georgia Tech three years ago Georgia Tech was running the option and everybody said okay you have to stop doing this you need to you need to stop running the option. You're in Atlanta. You have all of this opportunity, all of this talent, and you run the option so none of this talent wants to come to you. So stop running the option so this talent can come to you. And the problem is you don't just go from running the option to running like a full spread or pro-style offense. You don't do that. You've recruited linemen and running backs and quarterbacks specifically to run the option. And so it takes time for that to work itself out. The problem is it's taking quite a long time for that to work itself out. Meanwhile, Kennesaw State 
runs a lot of the option. And so Georgia Tech might get absolutely whomped by a team running the option. And that is going to put some feelings into the air in Atlanta. Let's, uh, let's continue down the line here. And we've got ourselves a very fun game. Uh, and that is 2 p.m. Rutgers at Syracuse. Uh, in the 9-11, never forget that they scheduled this stupid game. Who wants this? Who asked for this? What booster was like, you know, I don't really want to travel that far from home, but I don't want to get whooped by Penn State. I know. Let's go to New Jersey. Syracuse, don't do this. Rutgers is actually kind of good. Like a little bit. And and you're not. G good win, though. Good win beating uh, Crappies, Ohio. But, oh, <laughs> Uh, this this is going to be a garbage game for 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 New York, I guess. Uh, also, 3 p.m. Purdue's playing UConn. UConn, just shut it down. Just mm, nope, you're all done here. Just shut it down. Nope, no one's checking for UConn football. Please, please and thank you. Shut it all down. Uh, let's continue on down here. 3:30 p.m. Cal at TCU, or as I like to call it, geez, it's revenge. For those of you who don't remember the one of the worst college football games ever played, the Cheez-It Bowl in 2018 featured six combined first-half interceptions, three combined second-half interceptions for a total of nine combined interceptions in the game, leading to a 10-7 TCU victory in overtime. It was an absolutely garbage football game, and they said, you know what, let's do it again. Why? We don't have to. Cal doesn't have an offense. TCU doesn't have an offense. Hooray. Maybe watch this game. I don't know. Uh, I hope Carl and Crappy are talking about this game. Game day is going to be there, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. Iowa at Iowa State. It is LSE Cup! Uh, hey, Iowa. Iowa State's actually good. <clears throat> Might want to look into that. This game could end 13-5. Might end 34-31. Literally no one knows. It is El Asico. None shall know. Uh, most of the big teams are playing crap teams. Not going to talk about them. Um, App State at Miami at 7 p.m. Miami, why? Why would you do that? I know you went to... You were supposed to go to Boone. Maybe you did go to Boone. I forget if you did. But App State is not a team you schedule, Miami. You got to schedule like FAU or FIU. Oh, wait, no, you did schedule FIU and you lost. So you thought you'd go up in the ranks and go get App State. Maybe you'll play better. You won't, and it's going to hurt. Um, and finally, I'm going to skip past everything here in the middle. Uh, Memphis, Arkansas State at 7 p.m. That'll just be pointsy. You should watch the scoreboard for that one. Um, and we're just going to go ahead and slide on down to the 10 p.m. hour because we have a lot to talk about in the 10 p.m. hour. It is an after-dark week. I'm putting the kids to bed early, okay? We start at 10 p.m., Vanderbilt at Colorado State. Both of you are bad. Let's see who's the worst, okay? Also, uh, just check out this game for Colorado State's uniforms because uh, they're going back to the Colorado State or Colorado A&M days when they had a beautiful green and orange combo. You should watch. The jerseys and helmets look awesome, and Vanderbilt is ass. So there's that. Uh, San Diego State at Arizona. San Diego State's going to go to Tucson and just absolutely pummel Arizona. Uh, Arizona State is a one-point favorite at home. 
San Diego State gonna whoop that ass. Uh, we got Holy War too. Utah at BYU. Utah seven point favorites. BYU's lost a lot of the fun people uh, that played offense for them last year. Uh, but it's Holy War. These two teams actually truly hate each other in the most God-fearing way possible. So watch this game. That's on ESPN. Uh, Stanford at USC. Y'all want to see a dead body? Because USC's going to poke a dead body for a while. Stanford is absolutely moribund. I'm using the big words for the nerd school. Um, and that's that's because they just cannot... They, they lost their strength coach that they had for most of the like intellectual brutality years. And it turns out that when you want to play the brutality angle, you need to be able to push people around. And they don't have a strength coach that is putting weights on the... There's less plates on the bars, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, we got UNLV at Arizona State. Arizona State gets to show off their full firepower at home. Arizona State is a 32.5-point favorite to UNLV. Very bad. Reminder, I told you they were going to lose to an FCS team, and then they did. Hi. Listen to me. Uh, finally, Hawaii at Oregon State. If you'd like to watch Hawaii football and not have to stay up until midnight to do it, fine. You can stay up till 11 p.m. and do it. And this time it'll be on FS1. Oregon State is a 11-point favorite, but my beautiful Rainbow Warriors will be in action. This has been your After Dark Trash Football Report. Watch the garbage football. Please eat the whole hog. Um, college football is a wonderful national sport. Uh, and put eyeballs on the stuff that isn't necessarily Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson and Georgia. Uh, because when you do put your eyeballs on Clemson and Georgia, you get a 10-7 to garbage game. Or 10-3, to whatever that game was. I'm sorry, that game was trash. Get out of here. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, AJ. Uh, we have, uh, for as good as last weekend was, uh, with the you know, uh, top 25 games, and uh, this week, kind of a struggle for uh, not so much for aj um who i had plenty to talk about um but i'm gonna i'm gonna um i'm gonna get over it pretty quickly because for the first time uh since november of night uh, 2019 i am seeing live football Yay. this weekend on saturday big nude uh is coming to columbus number 12 oregon is uh coming to number uh to, to columbus to play the number three ohio state buckeyes who are favored by 14 and a half points. Um, my, my notes for this game start with Tavon Th uh, Thibodeau. Is that how you say his name, Thibodeau? I think so, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I have stuff to say about I imagine you have a couple things to say about him as too. What do you think about this one? Yeah, it's <laughs> originally I would have said that that line was a little bit too high. Um, but then if you look at what both of these teams did last weekend, I, it seems spot on, to be honest. Um, it, my initial impressions out of Penn's or out of, um, yeah, Penn state, haha, <laughs> um, pregnancy brain. <laughs> um, my, my initial impressions out of, out of Ohio state was I, I, I understand how CJ Stroud won the starting job and he, for a first outing last weekend, he looked good. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he needs some more reps and he, he missed some stuff, but I mean, first start first time start, like there's, there's, there's real potential there. Um, I was, I was impressed and, and interestingly, the you know something that we're not necessarily used to seeing out of Ohio State, something that we're more used to seeing out of Oregon, was the fact that all of Ohio State's touchdowns were huge plays. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't really see the more methodical drives. Um, it was all big passing plays, big running plays. Um, in fact, all of their all all touchdowns were scored on plays of more than thirty five yards. Yep. Um, 
is that sustainable for the full season? I don't know. I think it works well against Oregon though. Um, and you know, that's, that's going to be something to, to keep an eye on to see as, as Stroud gets the, settled in the offense, all the pieces are there, mm-hmm. I, you know, on, on the Ohio state offensive side. So I think it's just a matter of time and, and more, more reps. Um, my big concern about Ohio state, and you probably have the same concern was how many yards defense gave up to Minnesota. Um, yeah, 400, 400, more than 400 yards last week to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eek. Um, it, Wasn't I just be... complaining about, about Oklahoma doing the same thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and the other thing that's a little bit concerning is that Minnesota actually dominated the time of possession, which mm. I guess isn't surprising if you're scoring on big plays, right? Because you don't have long sustained drives if you're scoring on big plays. So that kind of evens itself out. But at the same time, it, it, I, I would like to see this Ohio State offense do a little bit more sustained drives, mm-hmm. get better at the time of possession, and maybe not give up 400 yards on defense. Mm-hmm. In, in the years that we're used to seeing the, the, the shootout Oregon offenses, I would be concerned about the yeah. defense giving up 400 yards. That's not who Oregon is right now. Um, and so I, I don't think, I, I think there's going to be time for the defense to get better. And I'm not, cons- I'm not as concerned about that mm-hmm. going up against the ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, because heck the ducks needed like late game heroics to beat Fresno. Yes. It's not a knock on Fresno. Fresno is a good team, but Fresno at home. Yeah. That's a game you should win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the offense struggled and it, it, you know, and, and that's, that's a big deal. Um, that Oregon's offense wasn't really what it was up to. And, and you were saying, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, that's, that's a big deal. Um, mm. Leading pass rusher still listed as day to day. If if Oregon's defense doesn't have him in the lineup, um, you know I I I, I think Ohio State's going to going to be okay in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not super concerned about it. I do think for the perception of the Pac-12 North that that I just lambasted for not potentially <laughs> being in Power Five. Because I mean, look at what they did last weekend. It was garbage. Um, yes. Kudos to the kudos to the FCS teams that picked up wins against the Pac-12 North last weekend. But like, because I love that, I love that so much. Um, but at the same time, it's just like Oregon needs to play well in this game mm-hmm. for the respect of its division. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, you know, across the across the table. Um, so maybe Oregon's able to keep it close for a bit. But no, I I, I see you enjoying a. A, a fairly comfortable Woo. Buckeyes win in the second half in the shoe on Saturday. Woo. Um, uh, Thibodeau is, is if you look at Oregon, there, there's one, there's one thing about Oregon that is, is terrifying at the moment. And it is Tavon Thibodeau. It is not, you know, this is not the offense um, uh, that they had when, when Ohio state played them for the national title in the 2015, uh, the, the, the first playoff championship game. Um, it, it, it is not, it is not that offense, but, uh, uh, Thibodeau was being discussed as the, you know, a first overall pick in the NFL draft when he comes out and, and the folks in Columbus know very well what it's like to, to, to have to, to, uh, have to game plan for a game for a guy like that. After we've had, you know, two Boses and a chase young, um, to have a guy, have a talent like that on the edge, uh, just screws up everything for mm-hmm. an offense. Um, and, and this guy, you know, it's, we don't know anything about what his injury, how, how serious it actually is, uh, whether or not he's going to play. You said, um, uh, you mentioned his day to day, uh, his, his line in a partial game against Fresno state, 
uh, one sack, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble, one quarterback pressure that resulted in another player getting a sack and a tipped pass that was almost picked off. Um, if, if Ohio State doesn't have to deal with him, things become, uh, I think, exponentially easier uh, yeah. for, for the offense. So that's, I, I, I would love to, to get, I, I would love to see what my team can do against a talent like that. But um, let's be real for a moment. If, if he's not available, uh, this is a, this is a, a, a much easier thing for, for Ryan day to figure out. And even, uh, if said, he is, even if he is available, he's not going to be at hundred percent. We know yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's absolutely true. So um, uh, there's no question that Ohio state's catching a break there. Uh, if Oregon has one terrifying thing, um, I, I know no one's going to look at Ohio state's uh, linebackers in the secondary and say they're terrifying. Uh, they're, <laughs> I looked at, I looked at the starting lineup last week and I actually, um, uh, seven banks did not start. He would have been the only name in the secondary that I would have recognized. Um, all three linebackers are new, um, you know, and we're, we're talking about people who are, who are, have the talent to play at Ohio state and recruited by Ohio state. And yes, but if you don't know any of the names and you follow the team, like I do, um, these guys are young, they're really young mm -hmm. and it showed, uh, against Minnesota. Um, but so that's, that's the defense is not going to scare anybody, uh, outside of a, a, a couple of real talents on the defensive line, but, uh, a stacked wide receivers room with, with Chris Olave, um, uh, running backs, uh, Mayan Williams, master Teague, uh, true freshman Tavon Henderson, um, and yeah. a little swing pass that he, he ran for 70 yards, uh, these are, these are all people that these people are terrifying. And, and if CJ Stroud continues to improve, um, he had a shaky first half, really nice second half. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, I, 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 Ohio State or Oregon can score, uh, but they're not the team that they used to be. So they're not going to uh, roll up points. They're, they're not going to put up 50 on Saturday. Um, and Ohio State could. Probably and probably not fifty, but um, but but Ohio State can score in the forties, uh, and and I think in the end, win this game fairly easily. Uh, at four thirty on Saturday, Cyhawk, uh, number ten Iowa at number nine Iowa State. The Cyclones at home are favored by four and a half points. Um, the Iowa looked good last weekend. Right. Yeah. That's on, on the other side of my piece of paper. When we were talking about like, what the heck happened to Indiana? Well, Iowa just looked really darn good. Uh -huh. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, we knew that was a potential because of the way that Iowa finished the season last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they've kind of continued on with, with how they finished that season. You know, uh, Spencer Petros had a, had a decent game, um, 13 and 27, 145. That's not terrible. Um, nope. Offense put up more than 300 yards, which is um, probably a little higher than what we're used to for, for an Iowa <laughs> offense, to be honest. Just a little. But but what? And, and Iowa's calling card has always been its defense. And I know we had some questions about that heading into um, the game against Indiana. Mm -hmm. And the defense is what won them that football game. Yes. Um, you know, to, to force three turnovers, two pick sixes, um, you know, it was the turnovers that kind of did Indiana in when you allow turnovers to turn in immediately to points, mm -hmm. um, Indiana actually led time of possession in that game. Mm -hmm. 
it was the, it was the Iowa defense that just looked really, really, really good. Um, and I think that's going to play a factor in this game, because if you look at what Iowa state did last weekend, what is it with Iowa state and the directional Iowa's like <sighs> every year, every yeah. year, this is, yes. it's a challenge that they just, they struggle against these lesser opponents in like in Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. right. Um, had to eke out a win at home against Northern Iowa. They scored just one offensive touchdown. It was in the second quarter. Um, and they have a lot of returning experience. You know, they're favored in this game for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. I I have your 17th year senior Brock Purdy. Uh, (laughs) He's our new big 12 quarterback who (laughs) never seems to graduate. Um, he's going to finish the season then transfer to Wisconsin and play there for another (laughs) four years. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's how that works. Right. Yes. Um, he, statistically, he looked great. I mean, 21 26 mm-hmm. for a buck 99. That's that's not not a bad um, line for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and to to the Cyclones credit offensively, they were playing without um, their starting tight end, Charlie Kohler, mm-hmm. um, who they should get back this week. Right. Um, and I think that's going to play a big difference mm-hmm. to have that extra target. Um, Brees Hall running back had a had a decent game but needs to get going more that's gonna be interesting against that iowa off or the iowa defense um iowa state's defense is what kept them in the game against northern iowa right right? they they allowed northern iowa to just cross midfield only three times in that game um you know so it's it's interesting because i feel like iowa is trending up after the big win over indiana Mm -hmm. um iowa state struggled but should be better this week getting a couple of key pieces back Mm-hmm. into the equation um and they're playing at home which i like um yeah. iowa though has won five straight in the series mm-hmm. in the rivalry mm-hmm. this game's gonna be tight um and it wouldn't stun me if this is a low scoring game because of how well both of these defenses are playing yeah um to me it's i mean they're, they're ranked 10 and 9 for a reason right like it's kind of a coin <laughs> it's kind of a coin toss i think yes. i think this is all this is a pick em kind of game and I guess my, my instinct says, and this will probably be wrong because I, we picked in, I picked Indiana to be Iowa. Um, I, I kind of feel like riding the hot hand here. Iowa's okay. trending up. Iowa state struggled a bit last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was got the momentum in the series. I, I, I'm going to say Iowa figures out a way to win this game late. Okay. But this is a, I mean, for me, this is a total coin toss. It's going to, I'm glad that this game's at four 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's, it, it's going to be the best game of the weekend I, by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually very excited about watching it. Um, which is not something you normally say about two Iowa schools, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm right? the same way. And I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be home in time for the second half. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah. So I'm going to say big 10 and, 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 okay. and, the, and the Hawkeyes figure out a way to, to win equal one out late. <sighs> okay. Okay, I, I the ha, well we you know we 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 used to make a point of making fun of the SEC when we we would have they would have these uh you know the thirteen to ten matchups and it's like oh what a snoozer, um, and for some reason that's different when we're talking about Midwestern schools yeah. and I I don't care what you think about what I just said it's just it just is so um deal with it I hey uh, both of these defenses uh were phenomenal, um. Uh, last weekend, I, I I think that Iowa gets more credit uh, for that, given that they were playing a conference opponent instead of an, uh, an FCS team. 
Um, I just, I, 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 recent history, I, I think the immediate, the overreaction, the overreaction is to look at last weekend and think, Iowa's got the hot hand. And, 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 and perhaps they do. If we look, if we, if we look, uh, take a, a wider view, um, I think Iowa is what Iowa always is uh, under Kirk Ferentz. Um, and, and Iowa State, over the last couple of seasons, um, that has been the team that is trending up, upwards. Um, this is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having, I, I still have nightmares about the John Cooper years and, and what that meant for uh, Ohio State's rivalry game. Um, my, my friends in Ann Arbor have similar <laughs> memories of, uh, jeez. Um, how many coaches has it been now since Lloyd left? Um, I, the, the, uh, the, the, the Cyclones will rely on, on Brees Hall a lot. Um, he's a tailback. He can ease the pressure on Brock Purdy, who, um, should get Charlie Kolar back, the, the tight end that you mentioned, uh, and, and Purdy's favorite target. Um, but if not, they've got a good running game to, 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 to fall back on. Um, a big day for Reese Hall will also help ease the pressure on, on Matt Campbell, the Cyclones coach, um, who has yet to beat Iowa mm-hmm. in, uh, in the rivalry game. And I think the Cyclones will finally do that. Matt Campbell will finally get that win on Saturday. So, uh, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin and Crappy Show on Apple Cod, Spod, Apple Cod Pasts. <laughs> podcasts spotify uh google stitcher tune in and a variety of other podcasting hosts you can watch us there's my cat where you been um you can watch us on youtube and the show's facebook page if you like us please subscribe rate review if you don't mind your own damn business um and be sure to come back next week uh to see if carla's still with us number one uh to see how wrong we were number two uh and to see if charlie will leave me alone number three <laughs> carla um any any final thoughts out of you so one other game that that i have to put on my radar because of the comment that i made at the end of last week's show okay. so i made that comment about um stanford at kansas state and that potentially yes. being a um a, a reindication of whether the stanford postulate was going to be in full effect and so we'll find out if the opposite is my true bell. this weekend because i have stanford at number 14 usc which is a, a super pack 12 after dark game at 10 30 Eastern kickoff. Yes. Yes. Um, but this is a game that Stanford probably should lose because they, they're not ranked and USC is. Right. Um, so on paper, this is a game that Stanford should lose, which means that the Stanford postulate is in full effect. Stanford um, will go to USC and win this game. I'm with you tree. Totally. <laughs> so, so if, if you feel like staying up late and I, I've got a couple more weeks before I'm going to have to be like staying up late to like feed babies, but um but yeah, if you feel like staying up late, that one should be entertaining and, and it'll be closer. Regardless, it'll be closer than what it should be. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, my, my one last thing is not um, something that's this weekend, but it's something that is next weekend. And I am, I am removing, if you're not watching, I'm removing the Ohio State hat and I am placing upon my head a Cornell football, uh, Cornell University hat. It doesn't say football and it just says university. I think I have to look in the reflection. It's been a while. Um, and Carlos, this is the first year hearing of this. It's actually not because we talked about this last season and then the Ivy League just canceled everything. Right. Um, 
the, uh, the the Cornell Big Red starts their season at 2 p.m. next weekend, uh, hosting VMI. Um, and uh, what we're going to do, because my nephew plays football at Cornell, um, and I, I, I have not spoken with him. This He was a freshman on campus last fall. Um, so obviously no football last fall. Uh, they did not participate last spring even. So this is the first time I'm, I'm hopeful uh, that he is, um, that, that he uh, finds a role on special teams and, and maybe something mm -hmm. else beyond that, we, we will see. But next week, and Carlin, this is, this is uh, I'm telling you as much as anybody else, we will start a brief Ivy League Cornell football preview segment. Okay. So, um, the only I'm I am I, I shouldn't say only probably maybe perhaps one of the only podcasts college football podcasts in the country that will preview Cornell football every single week through their season uh, is right here on the Carlin Crappy Show. Are you ready for this? You, you ready? To, you prepared? I I I I, lo I love talking small schools. You know this. I went to one. Um, yes. speaking of which Robert Morris has to play a directional Michigan this weekend. Eek. Um, I think, uh, I think they'll use that Louisiana. I'm not expecting much. <laughs> yes. I like talking FCS football or I believe football. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it'll be lovely to talk about another week. I like it. Okay. Okay. That's good. Cause, um, uh, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you can even make stuff up if you want, or you might be having babies by then. I don't know. I don't well, well but that's, that's going to be a thing for the rest of the season. We will see how it goes. Uh, boys and girls, whatever you do, um, make sure you read up on Cornell football um, to be prepared for next week and enjoy the games this weekend. Uh, Carla, um, I wish you comfort, freedom from, too much stress. I, I don't. I don't know what the, the appropriate thing to say here. I, ho ho hopefully, one more week. One more hopefully, week. Okay. Hopefully, 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 I'm back one more week. That's, that's one more week would be great. One more week yeah. would be awesome. We will take you for however many. I mean, your name's on the show. We can, we will take you for however many weeks you want to. You, you can hang out with us. That'd be great. <laughs> um. So, uh, Carla, cheers to you. Hope everything cheers. continues to go well. Cheers to you, boys and girls, and we will see you back here. One of us, at least. Next. <laughs> next week. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Cheers.